The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. I'm Kim Tebaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. The Wellness Community and Gildas Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and around the world. Our services are offered at more than 100 locations worldwide and online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. I am a huge fan of music, so I'm particularly excited about today's show. I completely agree with the Aldous Huxley uh, quote uh, when he said, after silence, that which comes nearest to expressing the inexpressible is music. Uh, many of you have been to our cancer support community events, and you know we always try to incorporate music for just that reason. Um, and when I found out about the Broadway Lullaby Project, I just knew I had to bring them onto the show. The Broadway Lullaby Project is a beautiful collection of original lullabies and illustrations featuring music by some of Broadway's biggest stars and brightest composers with illustrations by acclaimed children's artists and Broadway set designers. All proceeds from the project, raise money for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and the Young Survival Coalition. Before we meet our guests today, uh, let's hear some of the music. Take a listen to this song. As if it were a boat Still on an ocean so deep Think of your pillow As helping you float Sailing you off to sleep They're twinkling bright How they do not make a peep Think of the hush That creeps in every night As whispering
don't be afraid. I'll be right here to guide you. So close your eyes. Close your eyes and think of the moon as a magical charm, keeping you safe from above. Think of the darkness as me. My arms hugging you close, 'cause I love you. Whispering, go to sleep right Music and, lyri and lyrics by Adam Guan, and performed by a very good friend of the cancer support community, two-time Tony-nominated Broadway star Brian Darcy James, who's come to perform at some of our CSC uh, events. With us today to talk about this amazing project are its co-creator and executive producer, Jody Gluckman, and lyricist and composer, Michael Friedman, who will join us a little later in the show. Uh, Jody Gluckman is a producer, a dramaturg, educator, and mother of three. Uh, Judy holds degrees in theatrical producing and English education from New York University. Her broad career dates back to the Hartman Huntington Theater Company, Circle in the Square Theater Company, and McCann and Nugent Productions. Uh, as an educator, uh, she earned grants and awards teaching language and literature through arts and humanities to middle and high school students as well as university students. Jody and her husband Daniel co-founded Luckman, uh, a production company specializing in education, theater, and film. Uh, she has consulted on numerous productions, including Daniel Beatty's Acclaim Through the Night and the Jacapo Opera Theater's 75th anniversary tour of Porgy and Bess, as well as Roundabout Theater Company's Tin Pan Alley Rag. Jody was a producing partner on the award-winning a cappella uh, musical In Transit and sponsors the Roundabout Underground for Emerging Playwrights. She has uh, executive produced several documentary films, including A Broadway Lullaby, which chronicles the making of Over the Moon, the Broadway Lullaby Project. Welcome to the show, Jody. Thank you for having me. So, um, Jody, well, I'd like to get a little background on this wonderful project. You've described this uh, project as a tribute and an apology. <laughs> Can you tell us what you mean by that? Yes. Well, uh, my mother is a two-time cancer survivor. She had uterine cancer and she had breast cancer. At the time that she had breast cancer, my father was suffering with Alzheimer's disease. My brother was living in Virginia, and I, though nearby, was incapacitated by my own children's health issues and my own health issues, and I couldn't be there for her. Neither could my father, neither could my brother, and so she went through this without the support of her family, and mm. uh, this was something that I could do. Thank goodness she survived and, and thrives, and she actually turned it into a, 
a wonderful thing by through her work with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. She had her best friend was there for her, taking her to her chemo every time when I couldn't be there, and she created the Unsung Hero Award, mm. uh, which is given out every year at Breast BCRF's Hot Pink Party, which is an award given in tribute to a a friend, a non-relative who sees a friend through the ordeal of cancer. Mm, and what a, yeah, for that, yeah. I feel like I want to give my mother an unsung hero award and uh, apologize for my absence through her suffering. Mm, what a what a meaningful tribute and a pretty pretty honest response, Jody. Um, so you're talking about your mother. Why did you turn to producing a collection of lullabies? Well, it was actually the brainchild of my partner, Kate Dawson, my partner in this project. Uh, she, when she became pregnant with her son, Zeke, she started thinking about her cousin, Jill, who died at an early age from breast cancer. And she imagined how Jill was this amazing mother. She left behind two young children and a husband and could no longer be there for them. And Kate, just becoming pregnant started thinking about her and realized she wanted to do something to honor Jill and a gift to her, to Jill's family. And she came up with the idea of uh, creating a small CD of lullabies by friends of hers from the Broadway community. Yes, and so let's talk about that a little bit, Jody. So you guys turned... Um turn to the Broadway community, is that because you and Kate both have relationships there? And tell us kind of how you approached folks and, and, and really what, what, what the response was when you started kind of talking about and hatching this idea. Well, it was amazing. Kate is a, is a singer with a background singing in musical theater that she feels like that's her home. And my work is in theater. And we started to contact people, and I started sending emails and making calls, and uh, Kate already had some friends on board, and we were stunned by the, the positive response and the generosity of people. And I, I can remember the moment that just lit me up when uh, Stephen Schwartz wrote Pippin, which was the first Broadway show I ever attended. And it inspired me and my life in theater. Are you connected? And when I saw the name Stephen Schwartz in my email inbox, my mouth just went agape, and I couldn't believe it. And that and so many other very generous responses, Todd Hames got involved, Charles Randolph Wright got involved, Tom Vertel got involved, we realized that this would make a really beautiful story that should be shared, and that led us to mm. creating a documentary and so many other things. Wonderful! It's it's just it's an amazing, an amazing project. Really extraordinary, Jody. We're gonna um we're gonna take a quick break right here, and uh, we're gonna be right back. Uh, we're talking about Broadway stars singing you over the moon with this wonderful collection of lullabies that uh, also are raising funds for two important groups in the cancer space. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The cancer support community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the healthcare process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. People living with breast cancer often find it difficult to ask for help, and many of the people in their lives want to help, but don't know how. During National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Cancer Support Community is proud to support Meal Trains sponsored by Magnolia, which utilizes Mealtrain.com, a free shared online calendar to streamline the process of giving and receiving meals for families coping with breast cancer. Help us reach our goal of 1,000 new breast cancer-specific meal trains this October. To learn more, visit Mealtrain.com MMT and enter the code MAGNOLIAB, or visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Today's episode is being brought to you in part by Celgene and Azi. I'm Kim Thibaldo, and today we're talking about the Broadway Lullaby Project, a collection of original lullabies and illustrations featuring music by Broadway stars and composers with illustrations by acclaimed children's artists and Broadway set designers. All proceeds from this project raise money for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and the Young Survival Coalition, two wonderful organizations. Uh, With us today is the project's co-creator and executive producer, Jody Gluckman. And in the next segment, uh, we will be joined by Michael Friedman, a composer and lyricist uh, who contributed also to this project. I'm going to play another uh, superb and, and very unique song from this starry collection. And so stop operating any heavy machinery. Pull over if you're driving because these lullabies are very effective. Um, I want to dedicate this this one in particular, Lullaby to Mr. Waggles, uh, to John D., who's an amazing search and rescue dog. Uh, who we met on the show a few weeks ago through his trainer, Donna Waugh. Um, John Dee is sharing his incredible scenting abilities to advance the use of dogs in detecting ovarian and other cancers in a study led by Dr. Alexander Burnett at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I think once you've heard the lyrics to this song, you'll understand why our, our, uh, our four-footed friend John Dee, uh, why this one's for you. Take a listen.
Stop circling the floor That ball's not yours That shoe is mine No, stop it Drop it Here's a brand new bone For you to hide Yes, you're our first baby Stop, don't cock your head Oh God, my dog's a hot mess Fine, I'll scratch your tummy Yes, I'll pat your tush I don't love you any less Hey there, boy, come here now That's a puppy This would never happen with a cat Lullaby to Mr. Waggles, which features two great friends of the cancer support community, four-time Tony-nominated Broadway star Kelly O'Hara and writer, arranger, and performer Dan Lipton. I want to just take a moment to congratulate Kelly O'Hara and her husband Greg Naughton on the birth of their baby girl, Charlotte. I'm sure they're uh, they're certainly making good use of the CD right now um, with a new baby in the house. Um, so, Jody, the original idea was to do an album of lullabies, but it's actually turned out to be so much more. What are, uh, what are the different elements that compose the Broadway Lullaby Project? Let's give our listeners a sense of um, uh, sort of deconstruct the project a little bit and tell them what they can expect. Well, the Broadway Lullaby Project includes the, a two-disc CD of 26 songs, all composed by musical theater composers and performed by musical theater singers. Uh, we felt that this would be a natural, that a book would be a natural companion to this because lullabies are really a gift of time that fills the space between a, a baby and their 
the people who love them. And much of that time can be spent sitting on a lap, book in hand, looking at pictures, looking at words. And we created a book in which the lullabies are illustrated by, as you mentioned, uh, amazing children's book artists and Broadway set designers. The book, the hardcover book, includes 17 of the 26 songs. But there is also an e-book because we got so many amazing illustrations, we didn't want to leave anything out. We created an interactive e-book that plays the music and has all 26 songs with their illustrations. But as I mentioned before, it's such a beautiful story of generosity that we wanted to document it on film. So there is a documentary, a Broadway lullaby, that tells the story of how this project came to fruition and features uh, live performances of many of the recording sessions. And there's a web series available online. So, Jody, truly, truly multimedia. <laughs> yes. Truly multimedia. That's amazing. All of those different components of the project. I'm sure you, uh, when this was a, an idea and you guys were just talking about this in the early stages, I'm sure you did not imagine that it would grow to all of these different uh, sort of multi uh, multimedia elements. It's wonderful, and, and uh, uh, the, the the book itself is truly a work of art. Just 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 exquisite. Um, you have described Jody the evolution of this project as quote unquote six degrees of of separation. Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, it started with. Do you are any of you or your listeners old enough to remember the Fabergé organic commercial? She told yes. two friends, and she told two friends, and she and told so two on, friends, and, and so on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kate told me, and other friends. I told friends who told other friends, and by way of example, you you played lullaby to Mr. Waggles right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kate is good friends with a woman named Sandy Rustin Fleischer, who was working on a project with Dan Lipton and his partner, David Rossmer. Dan Lipton has an ongoing relationship with Kelly O'Hara, and all of that brought us Lullaby to Mr. Waggles. You played Think of the Moon. Yes. I have worked at the Roundabout Underground with Adam Guan. The Underground produced his musical Ordinary Days, which now Audra McDonald sings one of the songs from that in her concerts. I contacted both Robin Goodman, who I um, work with in the Underground, and Adam directly, who, as I mentioned, I worked with the Underground. That brought us Think of the Moon. I contacted Charles Randolph Wright, who brought us Anastasia Barzi, who sings Every Breath and Thought. Anastasia brought us Matt Pearson, who produced the CD, and brought us Brian Darcy James. Wonderful. But one of the, if I could take another moment, one of the most memorable stories of these connections for me personally. My husband, Daniel Glucksman, grew up in Wellfleet, Massachusetts. His parents, Trevor and Kay, founded Wellfleet Pottery. 
Maury Yeston spent many hours on in Wellfleet visiting Wellfleet Pottery, talking to Kay, talking to Trevor. And we had Kate had contacted him and he offered a song that we couldn't use because it had previously been recorded. Mm. I contacted him and told him who I am, who my husband is, who my in-laws are, that Kay was my mother-in-law, is a breast cancer survivor, and built him in on the project. And through that personal connection, he came to us and he wrote a brand new song for the project. Hmm. He had also offered us another song that he had written before about his mother and her breast cancer survival. But yeah. We, for various reasons, we couldn't use that one, but he created a lullaby with no words. And actually, there's a, another title for it. Lullaby with no words is the subtitle, but I'm mm. having a brain freeze, which <laughs> That's okay. is very awkward. But Joe, Why but Joe let, me, let me ask you this, Judy. Why was it so important that each song be original and never recorded? That was Kate's original concept, mm. and mm. we never really discussed why, but to my mind, it fit because breast cancer and all cancers, uh, but we need a new approach. We always have to look for a new way to treat and to cure and create something new. And a collection of lullabies that have never before been recorded or were just written exclusively for the project, that's a creation of something completely new. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's really, you know, it's amazing because obviously you were asking so much more of these folks than just to, you know, just asking some Broadway stars to come in and sing. I mean, this was really a production. Um, yes. Were there any any guidelines or instructions that you gave to the composers, to the lyricists, um, when you were embarking on this? Well, we really didn't. We were looking mm-hmm. for all different perspectives. We wanted lullabies. We wanted this gift of time. We wanted soothing and nurturing, but we didn't talk about any of that explicitly. We just said lullabies and told them what it was for. And that in itself presented some challenges because uh, different perspectives don't always mesh easily. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you found a way to bring it together, to bring these folks together, the different pieces together, the different approaches. You found a way to bring it together under this name. Well, bringing the music together and the voices together, that's Matt Pearson. Mm. Matt Pearson came up with the concept of the way to record this album. And that in itself was not what's frequently done and the creation of albums this, these days. He, he really went old school. He wanted this to be very intimate. So instead of bringing in 
musicians laying down tracks, bringing in a singer to sing over the tracks. We didn't do any of this. Mm-hmm. This was all done together in the studio. The singer, the musicians, mm-hmm. they came together and they talked about it and figured out how they wanted to do it. Matt had his concepts of the instrumentation and how to blend all the songs seamlessly because if you have babies, you know they can go to sleep to any kind of music. (laughs) But if there are breaks in the music, just as they're drifting off, that's the end of that drifting off. Or if there is a sudden change in the tone or style, it could be heavy metal, but it has to be all heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> it could be lullabies, yeah. but it has to be all lullabies. And as I said, this music is a mixture of many different voices and styles and perspectives, and he brought it all together. Seamless. Wonderful. Seamless. Wonderful. Jody, we've got just a couple minutes till our break here, but any standout moments for you? Anything come as a surprise? Any particular memory in the journey that stands out for you? Well, there are so many of them. But I think what what was most remarkable in this process was not a single moment, but a, a, uni- a unifying theme. Yes. The part of the process of the book was to collect statements about why all of the contributors were getting involved. And the pervasiveness of this horrible disease and how it touches so many people on so many different levels was truly remarkable. And the way all of these different artists of different media came together in tribute to people in their lives, either loved ones lost, loved ones who they're thankful to still have, and the tangential relationships or the close relationships, mm. it was just this great unifying force. Yeah, yeah. And that it, is most remarkable to me. We're most remarkable, really, that collective memory, really. It's very powerful. Uh, this is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We're talking about the Broadway Lullaby Project. It's a beautiful collection of original lullabies uh, and illustrations featuring music by some of Broadway's biggest stars and brightest composers. It's got beautiful illustrations. There's an e-book. There's a documentary. So many wonderful uh, multimedia elements um, to this uh, to this incredible project, and so many really inspiring folks who uh, who've become involved. Uh, this is frankly speaking about cancer. We're going to take take a quick break. Um, uh, after the break, we've got Michael Friedman joining us. So much more to talk about. Uh, Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. 
Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Magnolia Meals at Home, a new pilot program that aims to help patients by providing nourishing meals to households affected by breast cancer so loved ones can spend more quality time together. This program is currently available in and around two pilot cities, Andover, Massachusetts and Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Participants will receive one delivery of meals every month for up to six months when enrolled in the program. Each delivery includes up to seven meals designed to help meet the nutritional needs of people living with breast cancer and 10 meals for family members. This novel program is brought to you by the Azi Women's Oncology Program, Magnolia. Cancer Care, the Cancer Support Community, and Meals on Wheels Association of America. To find out if you or loved ones are eligible, visit online at www.magnoliamealsathome.com or call 617-733-5848. Cancer. It's a lonely word. Terms I don't understand. Choices I never thought I'd have to make. But there is hope and help. Support from cancer survivors. Links to research and clinical trials. Help with finances and access to care. All behind you at Breakaway from Cancer. Created by Amgen to empower cancer patients. The Cancer Support Community is proud to be a partner of Breakaway from Cancer. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. frankly speaking about cancer. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Genentech and Morphotech. I'm Kim Tebaldo, though, and we're talking about the Broadway Lullaby Project with its executive producer and co-creator, Jody Gluckman. And joining us uh, is lyricist and composer Michael Friedman. Uh, just a little bit about Michael. He wrote the music and lyrics to uh, Love's Labor's Lost, which played uh, last summer at New York City's famed Shakespeare in the Park, and uh, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, which played at the Public Theater and on Broadway, winning Outer Circle Critics and and Lortel Awards. He has uh, written the music and lyrics for Fortress of Solitude, uh, which will play in the uh, Dallas Theater Center and uh, Public Theater in 2014. Uh, I could go on and on. He's written music for uh, Ann Washburn's Mr. Burns, co-created the group's uh, 2012 uh, TED Talk. Um, there is, there's so much that we can say uh, uh, about Michael. He um, uh, He's a recipient, a recipient of uh, an Obie Award for Sustained Achievement, um, and uh, Michael, your uh, resume is so impressive. I want to welcome you onto the show today. Oh, thanks so much, Kim. Um, I want I want to just take a moment here. Let's take a listen to uh, to the lullaby, This Little World. It's a beautiful lullaby that Michael wrote, uh, and it was performed by the incredible Raul Esparza. Uh, let's just take a quick minute and listen to This Little World. Thank you. 
this little world can't seem so big without anyone to love. To love. Oh, this little world can make you feel trapped. Inside a ball of glass With no God above And there's no escape It's just the city and you It's so big And there's no Someone shakes it around And the snow falls down Around you it falls down And you see another face Back at you, and you realize it's so little, it's so little. No wonder the album won an award for uh, from uh, National uh, Parenting Publications. All the world's babes uh, really out like a light in one fell swoop from this uh, uh, from this beautiful music. So congratulations, um, uh, Michael. Earlier on the show, we were talking about um, about sort of six degrees of, of separation and how the community that's been involved in this project is really so um, amazingly connected in many different ways. Um, how did you first find out about the Lullaby Project? Um, actually, it was through Jody, and Jody and, and my paths have crossed. I, I'm not sure either of us remember it the first time, but uh, in different, I, I, I know uh, Jody and I have, have been at shows together, and she, I know, had seen my work, and we talked about different projects. And so uh, when she when she um, invited me to be a part of this, it was just really exciting to get a chance to work with someone who I who I knew we had a lot uh, in common in our taste, and it was exciting to think that we'd get a chance to finally work together. Well, you know, Michael, you've written, uh, you know, all kinds of music. Again, when we look at, at all of your accomplishments, your resume, um, you've written pop tunes for boy bands, you've written musicals, you've, you've, you know, you have such a, a wide range of, of, of skills in, in, in that regard. But is it, is it different to write a lullaby? Are there particular challenges? Tell me about that process. It is a challenge. You want something, it's a funny challenge because you want something that's compelling from beginning to end, but like, you know, uh, 
the point of a lullaby is to put uh, is to put someone to sleep. So you have this funny contradiction that you want something that you'll want to listen to all the way to the end, and at the same time something that, <laughs> that ideally, if it's a successful lullaby, no one would ever hear to the end because they would have been put to sleep. So I, I kind of love that challenge, and for me, uh, it did prove challenging, and I, I think that was part of the fun of it. We went we actually went through a couple different iterations before I think uh, jo- with with a lot of help from Jody um, uh, coming down to this song of this little world. So, so tell us a little bit about then the, the, the process for that song in particular, uh, This Little World. I mean, it, it captures what the world really must look and feel like uh, to children, and, and I think in some ways to, to adults as well. And so, so what, was, what, was the, what was the inspiration? What was the process for that song in particular? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, it's funny because um, actually it's now a song that we're using uh, – uh, it, it, it premiered, uh, Raul premiered it on this album, and it's a, wonderfully a song I've been able to use in a show. It's actually being used in this show, Fortress of Solitude, that I'm working on right now in Dallas, and that will be in New York at the Public Theater in the fall, um, in which, which is the story of two children growing up in Brooklyn, and uh, this is a song that they listen to, uh, as I've now used it in the show. It's a song they listen to one of their fathers as a singer, and it's a song that sort of brings these two boys together. Um, and so it's been sort of that, that ended up, uh, it's wonderful how the song inspired by trying to figure out how to write a lullaby ended up, uh, being able to be part of, uh, of a show in a larger sense. Um, so when I was thinking about it, uh, the image that I'd had was really simple and it was wonderful how that ended up working with the artwork on the book attached to the album, which was, um, just of a snow globe and of, uh, you know, sort of two people, uh, uh, two boys um, shaking a snow globe and watching the snow fall down. That was kind of the original image I'd had. And so then from there, the song, the lyrics kind of grew because that, that is the sort of central image and central metaphor of the song. Mm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great visual, and it's a beautiful art um, art on the book. I can so great. I, yeah, I have it here. It's just just beautiful. Um, you know, Jody, in 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 listening to the different different songs, it's a, it's kind of amazing to me how each song is so well suited. Uh, to its singer, um, and and uh, again, we you know we talked about those kind of six degrees of of separation, and I know that uh, that the kind of folks in that world do know know each other pretty well and know the talents. But but what was the process really of sort of pairing the singers and the compositions? Um, uh, you know, how, how did you think about that? Well, it was really quite varied. Some of the songs came in together. For example, uh, back to the six degrees of separation. Uh, Anastasia Barzi connected us to Judy Kuhn, who sings Yolanda. Judy Kuhn is the person who brought in the song uh, by Ricky Ian Gordon and Tony Kushner. So they all came as a package deal. In other cases, it was uh, Matt Pearson uh, helped. Well, he really came up with a lot of the pairings, and uh, some of the pairings were made uh, quite emotionally, for example, we had the song Lucky from Stephen Schwartz, and I'd been corresponding with Donna Murphy and knew that she was going through some significant loss in her life and felt like that would be a really good fit because Lucky has so many different possible meanings, and the way that all came together was really beautiful. So, And other songs, uh, Kate Dawson, the uh, co-creator, she made some pairings. For example, she chose Caesar Samoya to sing the Marcy and Zena song Over the Moon. And they all are friends and know each other. So it, it was really a mixed bag, but very 
emotional in so many ways. Well, you know, Jody, one of the things that amazed me, I mean, given the scope of the project, just even in, in, in what you're describing, so many different uh, players really involved in, in, in this from, from, from writers, composers, uh, performers. Um, and, and I was amazed to hear that you completed uh, uh, the book and, and the project, in, you know, in about a year. I mean, it almost seems impossible to me. How were you able to do that and really keep, keep it on a tight track? I didn't sleep. <laughs> well, that that would explain it. So it was really uh, it was really two years compressed into one year. <laughs> but in all honesty, there were just so many amazing people who felt strongly about the project and and wanted to push it through and see it happen. And one of the reasons that we kept it on a tight schedule was well, it started out on a tight schedule because Kate wanted to do it around the time that she was having her baby, but when I got involved, I wanted to do it for my mother's 75th birthday, so all these deadlines were not what you usually have as deadlines for a project like this, and then we had to get real and spread it out a little more, but uh, doing it in a year, just it involved so many people working really, really hard in a very devoted way. And so... Um, were you were you literally just coordinating all of these schedules, bringing folks together in and out of the studio? Um, was it an ongoing process, or were you able to get everybody in in sort of a, a more compact timeline? Oh no, it was it was. Matt is has amazing expertise, and he chose the musicians and designed the instrumentation and the arranging with other people who worked with him on that, and. Uh, we also had other help coming up with schedules and mm-hmm. coordinating, and a lot of people were involved in many ways. And yeah. it was not one of those things where you just bring in all the musicians and lay down the tracks and bring the singers <laughs> and lay down. None more, of it was like that. More of a, uh, you wanted a hurting, hurting of cats approach, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like. And I just I know how... Some of those folks' schedules can be so. I mean, I just think it's a, the, the timeline is incredible. Uh, this is Jody's really, about. really good at herding cats. Is all I'll say. <laughs> it sounds like it. It I sounds have like it. With three uh, kids. We're gonna, yeah, there you go. Uh, this is frankly speaking about cancer. We're talking about uh, over the moon, the Broadway lullaby project. We're going to take a quick break here. Don't go away. We will be right back. I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, 
The Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, today's episode uh, is brought to you in part by Millennium and Amgen. I'm Kim Tebaldo. With me today, our co-creator and executive producer, Jody Gluckman, and composer, lyricist, Michael Friedman. And we're talking about the Broadway Lullaby Project. Uh, this is a charming and highly effective collection of original lullabies and illustrations featuring music by some of Broadway's biggest stars and brightest composers with illustrations by acclaimed uh, children's artists and Broadway set designers. And all proceeds from the project uh, raise money for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and the Young Survival Coalition, both good friends of the cancer uh, support community. Uh, certainly at their core, lullabies are intended to help babies and children uh, sleep. Uh, they, they wrap a child in a cocoon of love and warmth and safety and at the cancer support community, we know there's nothing stronger than the bonds of uh, of love. And uh, we know that with Valentine's Day just around the corner, I'm pleased that we've been able to learn more about this beautiful expression of love with uh, uh, with Jody and Michael. Sometimes the, the quietest sounds really do speak the loudest. Uh, as Judy Garland once said, for it was not into my ear you whispered, but into my heart. It was not my lips you kissed but my soul. And I love that, uh, that quote as we think about coming on to Valentine's Day and thinking about those, um, th- those around us. Um, Michael, I think you're becoming and maybe an expert at writing lullabies because I, uh, I heard that you had submitted several different lullabies um, for the project. And, and, again, you talked a little bit in the last segment about really what that process is for writing a lullaby versus some of you know, the other uh, songs and projects that you've been, um, been involved with. Can you tell us about the, the, the different lullabies and sort of how you thought about those thematically or the different approaches? I think well, Jody might be better at. It. I think I took the project. The, I started a little darkly. Um, some of my early ideas were a bit, I would say, um, on the dark side. Um, which now, looking at the at the album in its final state, I think would have, they would have stuck out a bit like a sore thumb. I tend to take a. I tend to start a lot of projects with the sort of darkest possible interpretation, and then move towards <laughs> some kind of synthesis from there. So um, let's just say that one of the ideas of one of the lullabies was the pie. Piper of Hamlin, and you know how that story ends. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, so, 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 uh, I think I, Jody helped steer me towards not something that I think, in a funny way, something that's the most complex of the ideas that I'd had, but certainly um, also something with with more hope uh, involved, which I think was very much a part of what the project was about. So, I, I, I appreciated and had a good time. I like rewriting, so it's always it, it's good, it's fun for me. Well, there was well, also that one that was a riff on Good Night Moon. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I had completely forgotten that. I, I should have looked. I should have looked at all the. I tend to put things like that in folders marked like this was rejected. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I did submit various songs, but they were all amazing 
beautiful songs, just not necessarily the tone that you want to have seeping into your baby's soul as your baby is drifting off to sleep. No, and that was one where Jody was a fantastic producer, which was in, in, in uh, encouraging me while also steering me towards what actually what the, the project required. So that was, that was, it's always a pleasure when you get to work with people who aren't sort of, uh, who, who, who understand how you work and can kind of help uh, help you in your process. So it was, it was, it was a total pleasure. Uh, yeah. Sometimes rewriting is really annoying, but in this case, it was actually kind of fun. I love, I love the sort of collaborative element of this project. It's so wonderful. Um, I want to play another clip, uh, uh, here. Um, uh, there's a really fantastic song called the man, uh, who invented ice cream. Let's, uh, let's, uh, take a listen to, uh, the man who invented ice cream. A plaque on a shack in the front or the back In the tiniest town called Shoboken Or Hoboken No joking And there this man's name and his fame Are still spoken Let us tell you about him More than a mother or sister or brother One person I hold in esteem The man who invented ice cream Think back a minute The thought that went in it The dream that he did dream The man who invented ice cream And I'm, just, I'm so glad we're getting some of these audio uh, kind of audio elements, and so people can really connect um, to the project. We're coming up to the end of our uh, show, unfortunately, here, but I know there's a documentary portion um, to the project. I mean, it seems like there's so many layers to this. Uh, what's next, Jody, for the for the project? Tell us about the documentary, and tell us about what else we might expect from this. Well, the documentary is called "A Broadway Lullaby," quite fittingly, and Barbara Rick of Out of the Blue Films created a beautiful, uh, not exactly chronology, but she, she really captured the process of this project and put it together in this film, which 
had its world premiere at the NYC Doc Festival last year, and uh, Wellfleet Preservation Hall is uh, talking about doing a screening. KCET out in Los Angeles is talking about broadcasting it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, the 10-year-old uh, hope aspiring filmmaker, is part of the Jacob Burns Film Center, and I'm thinking of showing it to them and seeing if they want to do something with it. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I just love all of the layers to the project, and I think that um, it sounds to me like what you're describing really does help to bring the collaborative spirit of the project to life. Is that right, Jody? Oh, well, yeah. It, there are just so many moving pieces and so many amazing people who were involved in bringing this all to fruition. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm so grateful to you guys coming on to the show today, telling us about the Broadway uh, Lullaby Project. I just want to remind folks that the website for the project is www.overthemoonbroadway.com. You can buy a copy of the album, the book, the CD, the e-book. You can see video clips uh, of some of Broadway's biggest stars in the recording studio really working on their uh, their contributions uh, for, this, for, the, for the project. Um, again, I also just want to remind folks uh, uh, at the Cancer Support Community uh, website, uh, which is cancersupportcommunity.org. You can find a list of our 50 centers around the country where we provide support groups, educational programs, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction for people with all cancers at all stage of of illness and uh, also for the uh, family members and and, uh, loved ones and and caregivers of those uh, who've been diagnosed with cancer. We also have a a wonderful online uh, community which is staffed by um, trained and licensed counselors. Uh, if you've been diagnosed with cancer or you just want to talk to someone uh, about, you know, maybe some questions or concerns you're having about your cancer experience, if you want to uh, learn about our many resources, if you're looking for local resources in your, uh, in your community, we've got a database of thousands of, of resources around the country. Um, you can give us a call on the helpline at 888-793-9355. Uh, you know, our, our, our vision, our mission uh, at, at the Cancer Support Community is to make sure that no one faces cancer alone, and we've got a great community through our centers around the country, uh, through our uh, online community at cancersupportcommunity.org, through our helpline at 888-793-9355. We've got a host of, uh, of free resources. In fact, last year we gave, uh, we gave out over $40 million in free resources and support services to cancer patients um, uh, around the country. And so if you've been diagnosed with cancer, someone you love has been diagnosed with cancer, please send them uh, our way. We'd really like to um, we'd really like to help them and uh, uh, and support them through their cancer journey. Um, and again, I really want to encourage our listeners to check out the Broadway Lullaby Project. Such a beautiful uh, project and benefiting some great um, organizations in the cancer community. Check out the website at uh, overthemoonbroadway.com. As I mentioned earlier, you can buy a copy of the album, the book, the CD, the ebook. There's so many elements uh, to this program. It's such a beautiful uh, it's such a beautiful uh, project for you and your family. It's such a great gift uh, that you could give to someone, and and, um, and uh, so many of Broadway's biggest stars were really involved in the um, uh, in the recording of this uh, project. And we want to thank all all of those, some some of some of whom have uh, been a part of some of our work at the cancer support community as well. Some of these great performers. So we want to thank all of them for their generous contributions to um, supporting a, a host of projects 
uh, in the cancer community. So I, I thank our, our listeners for joining us today. I thank Jody and Michael for coming together with us to share about this wonderful project. I'm sure we're going to hear more from them uh, in the future about other, uh, other collaborations and, and uh, next steps and really how this project is going to really grow and blossom. So, uh, so keep in touch, and I, I thank you for listening to uh, Frankly Speaking About Cancer today. I'm Kim Tebaldo. Until next time, be well, do well, live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. support